Welcome to the Business of Luxury podcast, where we feature exclusive conversations with entrepreneurs, executives, and influencers on the leading edge of luxury. On today's episode, Human connects with Lily Bossy, council member on the Beverly Hills City Council since 2011 and mayor in 2014, 2017, and just completed another term in 2023. In this episode, you'll hear Lily share what keeps her motivated to serve the city of Beverly Hills for over 25 years, how Beverly Hills has addressed recent anti-Semitic incidents, and how she navigates challenges, complaints, and criticism. Let's join Human for his conversation with Lily Bossy. Mayor Lily Bossy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I am honored and excited to be here with you. I am a tremendous fan of yours. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and thrilled. Thank you so much. You know, with over 25 years of experience serving the people of Beverly Hills, what keeps you going? You know, it's funny. People always ask me, you know, where do I get my energy? Uh, at my last mayor's cabinet meeting, uh, one of the commissioners said that they were convinced that there were two of me. Uh, so which was, I thought, very, very funny. And and quite honestly, it's twofold. One, I love, love this community. I love the city. I love this community. It shaped me. It's part of the fiber of who I am. So when you're passionate about something, you have energy, you know. And secondly, it's the people. Uh, I can have a very full day, which is every day. I mean, literally my days are... 240 hours in a 24-hour day. And yet when I'm around the people, it's like you're plugging me in. I, I have energy. So it's really the, the fact that I love this community with all of my heart, all of my soul, and then being around the people really gives me that energy to keep going. And, you know, it's, and it's exciting. I, I'm just excited by our, by our city and the people uh-huh. in it. And I have to tell you, I just want to try. It is so obvious and it's so natural that you love people and you get so energized because anytime people converse with you, whether it's while you're working or personally, you know, with the activities that you do, people truly feel and sense that. They really sense that. And, and it's very natural. It's very obvious. So I just wanted you to know that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I, I just opened my heart and, and uh, you know, I never plan for anything. Whatever comes out of my heart just comes out. So, and and I love hugging people. So it's that. <laughs> God bless you. And it's very obvious, just to let you know. You know, be, beyond uh, the glitz and glamour of Rodeo Drive, what is so special about Beverly Hills in your, in your opinion? Well, again, I think, you know, to me, what is so special about about Beverly Hills is, you know, we're world renowned. You can be anywhere in the world and you mentioned Beverly Hills and they know it. Uh, I was just a few months ago in Athens for an anti-Semitism conference and we had mayors throughout the entire Europe, even the mayor of New York, and we had to introduce ourselves. And when I said, uh, you know, to, to the public at a big square, and I said, I was the mayor of Beverly Hills, I want you to know that saying that had more applause than the mayor of Athens, Greece, which is where we were over the mayor of New York. So I think people, you know, know of Beverly Hills, but what makes us so special is we are a city of of heart, of vision, of community, 
We're a city that definitely is built on the shoulders of true visionaries who saw what Beverly Hills could be. And, and we really are a community where we are welcoming, where we are diverse, where we have like everybody can find something that they can love in our city. You know, whether it's a coffee house, whether it's the parks, there, there's something here for everyone. And I really believe that we as a community, as a city, really make people feel like they're home. So I think it's pretty magical because it's world renowned. People see it in the movies. They, they know about it. But once they're here, they have a sense and feeling of warmth and uh, feeling embraced. And, and that to me, I don't think there's anywhere else in the world that you can have that world famous city, but also feel like you have been here forever and that you are welcomed. So we're, we're pretty magical. I love our city. We really are. And, you know, the proof is the pudding because every summer the hotels get packed. People come from all over the world. Any long weekend, any holiday that anyone can visit our amazing city, everyone comes here because people want to experience what Beverly Hills is about. They really do. Absolutely. Um, In this season of your service, on the, on the city council, what issues are you most passionate about and why being such a passionate person that you are, what would you say are the major issues that you're really, you know, tackling in your opinion? Absolutely. Thank you. That's a great question. So, uh, you know, this is my third term being mayor. Uh, the first time I was mayor was our hundredth birthday. It was our centennial year. So it was a year of celebration, celebrating a hundred years of our city and also looking to the future. This year, when I became mayor, it was a different time. Uh, We had just come through very, very challenging times. We had just come through a major health pandemic that nobody could have ever imagined where we had to be separated from one another, where We had to close down our businesses that we love, where I think people were feeling so many uh, feelings of anxiety and and increase in crime throughout. And it it was a hard time. And however, uh, I became the mayor when we got to be back together again. Mm. And for for me, the number one issue Uh, that I had to tackle was I wanted people to feel safe again. I wanted people to feel safe within themselves and within our communities and such. So uh, the first thing that I initiated was the real-time watch center, which we are a city now. We've always had cameras, but we have a, we now with the real-time watch center, all the cameras are watched 24 hours a day which I believe uh, is something that has given people uh, both a a sense of peace of mind, as well as it has curbed crime. Uh, You know, during, during this time, uh, you know, people would uh, have different ideas of what was happening, but, you know, often it was rumors and such. So I initiated the uh, BHPD alert, which is 
a way that if something is happening in our city, it goes directly to the residents and it comes straight from our police department. And also, I think that gives everybody a sense of of calmness and knowing what the real truth is, as opposed to rumors. Uh, Now that we were able to be back together again and reopen our businesses and show the special Beverly Hills that that we are, uh, you know, business with Bossy has been an incredibly successful uh, initiative where I bring and highlight all different businesses in our city. And literally, uh, it has been so successful that we have hundreds of people that come to each of our business with Bossy. And what's wonderful is many, or if not most of these businesses are businesses that many people haven't been to before. And then they want to come to again. And, and that just happened recently. At the hideaway, uh, where I had done a business with Bossy and it was a friend's birthday and they had come to, uh, the business with Bossy. I said, where would you like to celebrate your birthday? Pick any place in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said the hideaway because he was at a business with Bossy. So I think that has been a great way to once again bring residents into our business community. You know, and as I said earlier, you know, because it's been a challenging time these last few years, I really felt that we needed to also focus on our mental wellness again, that a lot of us were carrying things from the last few years. So I also put a big focus on mental wellness and have had incredible speakers from Dr. Edith Egger, who is a 95-year-old Holocaust survivor, uh, you know, to uh, the founders of Mad Happy, uh, who, you know, who are teens. So, or Deepak Chopra. Uh, so I feel that really talking about the experiences that we have felt and, and destigmatizing the fact that we had had a really challenging time and bringing the community together was great. And again, I'm very proud of the live with Lily that I've been doing, which is kind of like a town hall meeting. Where, but it's more like a living room experience. I don't want people to feel they're coming to City Hall and they have their three minutes. It's really everybody sits kind of in a semicircle and it's a very warm, intimate feeling. And that has been very successful too, because I say you can talk about anything and everything, nothing is off limits. So it's a free forum to share your ideas, your vision about the future of Beverly Hills. The only ground rule I had is just be kind. That's it. And uh, and I remember when I proposed it and I said that I was going to do it, there were people that said I was crazy because it's literally live. It's not right. edited. So anything can happen. And and I said, no, I, you know, I want to do it. I can handle it, whatever comes my way. And I have to tell you, after after a year of doing it, even though people might have disagreements on different issues, Everybody's been kind and respectful. Uh, and it's something that I'm, again, is what makes uh, Beverly Hills, you know, so special. So that has been uh, something I'm very, very proud of. And I've just been very, very proactive, uh, you know, with uh, anti Semitism, with human rights, with Iran. I have been very, very public in speaking out. Uh, both here, locally, nationally, you know, across in Europe, 
I think it's really important um, both individually or for elected officials to use their voice. And it really is, I think, what makes Beverly Hills so special because we are visionaries and we are not afraid. We have a lot of courage to do things out of the box. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of our community this year. And as I said, uh, the day of my installation, and I still believe this, the best is yet to come. No question. You know, with that openness and collaborative effort of people coming together and sharing and, uh, you know, putting everything and everyone together, that really has such a powerful impact of unity, which is such a lack in general. And to see that on display here in Beverly Hills with the residences, with the businesses has had a huge impact uh, on many levels, many, many levels. And it's quite obvious that that is such a huge factor of, of the success of our city. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned anti-Semitism. I wanted to tell you in the recent years and most, you know, especially in the past year, uh, there's been so many incidences of anti-Semitic issues in Beverly Hills. Uh, and I was wondering how has the city addressed the situation knowing that it has become such a, uh, concerning subject matter on in many ways. Yes. Well, we have been uh, very proactive uh, and we are in a state of emergency in terms of anti-Semitism. A uh, number of years ago, even in 2020, you know, we, we are among the first cities that adopted a resolution, the IRA definition of anti-Semitism. Uh, so we've always been very, very proactive in speaking out against it. Uh, last year was the first year that we actually saw hate speech pamphlets in front of our doorsteps that, you know, really none of us had seen uh, before. And, uh, you know, as soon as I saw that, I put that on the agenda for us to have that conversation uh, about, you know, we have to speak out. We need to speak up. We need to not be afraid. We need to actually show that the more these uh, people who are anti-Semitic are trying to divide us, that it only unifies us and makes us stronger. Uh, I personally have you know, been on the Dr. Phil show. I have been on you know, any, every news channel to talk about it. I flew to Greece we as a council have adopted many resolutions about anti-Semitism. Uh, you know, we are a very united community that we will always speak out. We will do everything under the law. We've we've had two incidences that were uh, legally defined as hate crimes, uh, where we had a menorah that was defaced on private property, and uh, that individual. Uh, was charged with a hate crime. And the very next day, we held uh, our holiday lighting for the menorah lighting at the park. And we had hundreds and hundreds of people there, once again, to show that we're going to be, we're going to shine our light even brighter. They bring darkness, we're going to bring light. Uh, so I, I think that we have shown the world that we will never stand for uh, Jew hatred. We will never stand for anti-Semitism. We will fight it with with light and with strength. 
and we will always win. And as a daughter of a Holocaust survivor, uh, it is part of the fiber of my being. Uh, my mother always told me never to give up, and I never will. And literally that we will always be stronger than the darkness and the light will always win. Absolutely. And there couldn't be a better person to support this cause because of the experience that you've had through your family. You understand uh, the essence of it, the you know, where it all began to seed. And exactly. that, you know, and it takes someone like yourself who comes from that experience and that family background to be able to remedy the issue and create a scenario of how we can never stand for such a thing and bring the light into the darkness, like you mentioned. Absolutely. And it's interesting because when I first ran for office, I had told everybody that I was a daughter of Holocaust survivors. That was among the first things I, t I told people. And at that time, I had done the planning commission, the traffic and parking commission, been involved with the schools. So I had really worked in the city. And people would say to me, why are you mentioning that you're a daughter of Holocaust survivors? What does that have anything to do with you being a, a, an effective uh, elected official? And I, I said and truly feel and felt at the time it has everything to do with it. Because of that, because of what I experienced, it really defined me. It defined my my value for community, integrity, the the ability to have strength to fight for anything that is injustice. And back back then, I had no idea that in 2023, how much it really would matter that mm -hmm. I was a child of a Holocaust survivor. Because when I was first first elected in 2011. We weren't having these flyers that were dropped off. It wasn't as blatant in our face as we see now. And now I see it, it absolutely did matter. And, and as we are well aware, back in World War II, that is how it started. It started with propaganda. It started with flyers uh, depicting Jews in a certain way. And so because it's the fiber of my being, because my entire family uh, was perished and murdered, uh, I, I feel that I and the voice for those who no longer have a voice, and that we all need to be the voice for each other and see in each other that we are fighting for humanity here and human rights. And uh, I, I'm very proud of our community for really being at the forefront to fight against anti-Semitism. And all hate. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you for, for doing that, really. And, and people feel it. They sense it. We need that because we have to, we must put a stop to that. We must. You know, you had mentioned earlier, uh, over the past year, you've hosted Live with Lily events where you open yourself up to hear the problems and issues of residences, residents. And over the years of public service, how have you learned to deal with the challenges, the complaints, and of course, the criticism that people always come up with? Of course. You know, for me, I think it's a it's a function of really being open, open hearted and open minded. You know, when people might not agree with my votes and, and, and that's OK, we can't always agree on on everything. But I do believe that people know that I have a tremendous work ethic. I I work so hard to gather all the information that's in front of me 
And I really listen. I listen and I hear and I really see each individual. And, and I feel that people know, even though they might not agree with where I end up, but they know that I've done, I've come to my decision after really listening to everyone and really then making the determination after hearing everyone's thought, after doing a tremendous amount of research and my own work, what really is best for our community. And I feel that as we started this, you know, I am, you know, I'm not a typical what people expect of a, an elected official. I give everybody my cell phone number. I'm always accessible. I'm on nine different residential chats. Uh, if somebody is having a problem, I make it my problem. I want to help them. I literally sleep at night with uh, an earbud so that if somebody on a chat is having an issue in the middle of the night, I hear it and I respond. Wow. Wow. So, so I feel that even though somebody might not approve of one vote or, or, or another vote, I do believe at least I know that I've done it with integrity. I've done it with really trying to make a difference and hear each and every person. And I, and I do believe people feel that they, they know when somebody is really trying to understand. And, and I feel that there's, you know, many, I mean, my, my philosophy, many people know is like, I like to begin with yes and then figure out how. So mm -hmm. I, I always view things as a solution. I, I don't see things as problems. I always feel that we can find a way. And uh, and generally, 95% of the time, we can find a way. And then, of course, you know, there are times that we can't, but at least I go into it with the goal of providing a solution. And And that really goes back to your love for people and the care that you have and the idea that you will be open to dive into something and then say, okay, we'll figure it out. But at least the intention is there to see with complete clarity what needs to be resolved. Exactly. Most people are even afraid to tackle a situation for whatever reason. But when you're open-minded and you're not worried about the what-ifs and you say, okay, let's lay it out, then everything's revealed anyway. And exactly. clearly you've been doing that. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with another year left on your term as a council member, what is your vision and dream for the city of Beverly Hills that you love so much? I want us to continue in a very visionary way. I feel that Beverly Hills has been built by those who saw what Beverly Hills could be. And I think we are, as I said, a very unique city that has incredible people who live here. We have wonderful police department, wonderful fire department, wonderful schools, wonderful people. And we need to always be in front of anywhere else in the world. Just like I said, you can mention anywhere else in the world, but there's only one Beverly Hills. And I feel that we need to encourage uh, the most incredible businesses to feel that they are welcome here, 
and and see that this is the future. We need to be able to continue to provide for our, our residents the wonderful quality of life that they have. There's nowhere else in the world that you can have you know, less than three minute response time from our police department or fire department or the sense of community. But all of that is really shaped by having a thriving, thriving business community, thriving visionary community, which to me is what we have already started. It has been my passion. I've always believed that it's important that we nurture our business community because that revenue that we get from our business community is what allows for our residents to have the quality of life that we have and and to to not be fearful and to be a community that is willing to be out of the box mm. to to try new things and to be unique because what made Beverly Hills special is because we had people that were willing and were courageous to try new things. They believed in Beverly Hills. They believed in what Beverly Hills can be. And I believe in, in, in what Beverly Hills can be. And I will always, always support the future of Beverly Hills. Uh, you know, there's uh, a wonderful hotel that is being uh, voted on very shortly. And I... Right. I am very, very excited at the prospect of having Cheval Blanc in Beverly Hills. Mm. I think that to me is part of the future of our city. Uh, it will revitalize again, take us to the next step. I think, you know, we, when, when somebody believes in our city and invests in our city, it affects everyone else. So my hope is that we continue to stand on the shoulders of the great visionaries that came before us and help help for the next generation our kids the grandchildren so that the you know as i was mayor for the 100th year that the mayor in 100 years can look back and say i am so grateful that the people now made these decisions to enable us to be where we are and you know as i'm here for the next year, I will continue to really, really work hard with our residents, with our businesses to make sure that our community thrives in, a, in for the next generations. We can't just mm -hmm. think about now. We need to think about the future. And, and I'm always willing to see it as though it's done. And in my mind, I see it and I see Beverly Hills as the center of the center in the entire world of being the place that everyone wants to live, do business, and come and visit. And I know that is truly what Beverly Hills is about. We're magic. We're magic, you know, and it takes uh, visionaries like uh, Mr. Bernard Arnault, LVMH, uh, you know, the the biggest and greatest con retail conglomerate in the world to be able to see and share and go all in with what they want to do. When you have someone at that level that sees that, it's just a confirmation of everything you just said. The importance of constantly improving, transforming, becoming better. And that can only happen with growth, with innovation, with projects such as the Shovel Blanc that will help the city to continue to get better on all fronts. 
Well, um, I I am very honored that uh, I am the mayor when we voted for it. So for me, it is a very proud moment for me. And I, you know, will always be grateful uh, as I walk down the street in the years ahead uh, and see that that uh, that the Chauvel Blanc will be built uh, in our city because I think it will be the premier place in our community that everywhere in the world it would be the envy of. So that to me is part of the future and and part of what I believe uh, we are built upon. We are built upon visionaries and and we need to continue to be visionary and to take us to the next level. And I'm just so grateful that we have this opportunity and I'm grateful that I'm here to witness it, to have been a part of it. And I'm proud of it. It's truly life-changing and I'm beyond hopeful that it will pass and the residents will get behind it and we will get the votes that we need to make this life-changing project happen that will forever will change Beverly Hills for the betterment. Thank you very, very much for joining our show today. I cannot tell you what a pleasure and honor it's been to have you. Oh, well, it's been it's been my pleasure. And and again, Human, it you are you are yourself extraordinary. So I I I am honored to be able to be sharing this time with you. Thank, thank you so much. And if people want to follow you and your work online, what would you say is the best place to connect on social media? How should they follow you? I am I am everywhere, so I'm not hard to find. Uh, I am on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, so anybody can can reach me. They can email me at uh, lbossy at beverlyhills.org. I do my own social media. I respond, uh, and you know I am available. Like I said, I have that earbud that. <laughs> All the cats, when somebody has a concern at two o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the afternoon, you can be guaranteed that I will be there to try and help, starting with yes and then figuring out how. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Um, And God bless you and all your efforts, really. Thank you for everything. And let's make this next year even the, the best one yet. Like I said, the best is yet to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed Human's conversation today, and we invite you to share this episode with someone who might enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot on your phone, text it to them, and tell them to check out businessofluxurypodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to The Business of Luxury.